The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. These long shows are starting to take a toll on the old vocal cords, folks. This run-up to opening night is going to do me in over here. What's happening, everybody? It's Fantasy NBA Today. I am Dan Bespris, your gracious host. We have arrived finally at Friday. Another big week in the books, another huge week of shows. We covered some ESPN numbers yesterday, some DFS also on yesterday's show, the most polarizing names at the top of drafts on Wednesday, some uh, blocks and sixth man of the year related betting, also uh, additional roto mock results from Tuesday and Monday. We also covered some Yahoo overdraft and sleeper types on Monday and then back on Friday of last week. And a lot of you are tuning into these shows because I will now say, after watching for a few days, Friday's show from last week with the great Matt Smith is the most listened to episode ever in the history of Fantasy NBA Today. I could not be more thrilled. I could not be more flattered. I always find it weird when uh, an athletes go to the word humbled in a moment like this. And that's cool. You can say that if you want, but you know it's not true. When I see that, I don't feel humbled at all. I feel completely and totally blown away and flattered. Flattered is the word. Flattered that you guys would listen to this show and continue to grow. Uh, and maybe you were just listening for Matt, and that's fine too. He's a good dude. He is a sharp man. But either way, something roped you in, and I hope you'll stay a while. So thank you. At Dan Bespris on Twitter, please do give me a follow. D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. Again, that last name, Bravo Echo Sierra, Bravo Romeo India Sierra on the Twitter. Again, there will be a lot that goes on on social media. Right now, a lot of it's about draft prep and just sort of things going on at Hoop Ball and, and various items either for sale or free or whatever. Uh, but once we get into the season, you're going to see a lot going on and and. Right now, the podcast is like 80% of the fantasy stuff that I do on a given day. Once the season starts, the outward-facing fantasy stuff, not just the, I mean, there's plenty of other things that I'm thinking about, but I don't tweet at all. Once the season starts, the podcast is like 40%. A lot is going on on Twitter. I got to watch that all day. Because right now, who cares who's missing games in the preseason? Not I, said the fly. This show is brought to you by Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. HawaiianIsles.com is the website. Hawaiian I-S-L-E-S. That's how you spell that. You can get it on Amazon as well. They've got all those different choices. I tell you about them every day. K-Cups, Kona Roasts, Classic Roasts, Caffeine Free, Vanilla Macadamia is the big seller. Check that one out. The idea in my mind, and again, I have a gastric system that can't digest caffeine. It's a real pisser. Uh... The idea of smelling vanilla and macadamia nut together does sound pretty damn alluring. And I have to think it does for you guys as well. Anyway, here's what we got going on on today's podcast. We will have a visit from the big dog. By request, by popular demand, Aaron Bruski, the founder of Hoop Ball, our benevolent overlord. Hoop-ball.com, he'll be telling you about his B-150, which is available in the draft guide right now, and we'll have a coupon code from Aaron later in the show. 
Ooh, maybe we'll make this one bigger. I'm going to see if I can... Ah, shh, don't tell anybody. I didn't... I'm not going to tell him this. I'm going to see if I can push him into making the coupon code for a dollar extra off of the draft guide, the B-150, or the pro package over at Hoopball. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'm pretty pushy. And it's hard to say no when someone knows they're being recorded on a podcast. <laughs> uh, also, with Aaron, we're going to go over... This was a big hit last year, so we're doing it again. This is sort of a retread from 2018. But last year, you may recall that Brew and I did a show leading up to the season where he talked about the guy or guys that he thought were the most overdrafted and the post-hype guy that he's most excited about. Last year, I think we called it post-hype versus sleepers, buzz versus no buzz. So we'll have Brew on the show. That'll be probably about a 20-minute segment with uh, the great Aaron Brewski. And then after that, we're going to get into some more of the ESPN numbers. Uh, a few of you actually thanked me for finally covering them on yesterday's podcast, so uh, I think it probably behooves us to really go through. And instead of, and I thought about this, because yesterday on the show, I said we were going to go through like the next 50 names and the ESPN draft window rank sheet, but that's a bad way to do it. I did that with Yahoo because a lot of us use Yahoo, and their rankings are less insane like there's guys in yahoo where i'm like eh, a little too early for me i'd rather he falls another 10 spots espn's numbers are so kooky dukes that talking about them all start to finish is a ridiculous and fruitless exercise because every time you get to a name on the ranking charts and this happened on yesterday's show a couple of times like oh i don't know Ben Simmons at nine, you have to say, well, remember, these are based on other statistics that are less built into the nine category format. So all that to say, that method is kind of dumb. So I apologize for telling you that's what I was going to do, because it's not an efficient way to go through these names and numbers. There's guys that are just all over the bleeping map. So what I thought might be a better exercise is actually to isolate the guys that are out of place. Maybe isolate the guys that are not out of place. There's fewer of them. But we're going to go through, we're going to hop around a little bit, okay? So there's no point in me talking about, as an example, going back to yesterday, Giannis, Cat, and AD, one, two, and three. There's no point in talking about that. You guys don't need me to do that with, you know, all of the guys in the 20s. Which, by the way, for example... Uh, we talked about LaMarcus Aldridge was the last name we covered yesterday at number 20. 21 through 30 on ESPN is Doncic, Zion, Capella, Paul George, Jonas Valanciunas, DeMar DeRozan, Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, Montrez Harrell, and Tobias Harris. You don't need me to go through all 10 of those guys and tell you whether or not they're in the right place. You know which of those guys are close and which of them are not. If you've been listening to this podcast for any stretch of time, and some of you might be listening today for the first time, so welcome, but we've done a hundred shows this offseason illustrating which of those guys make sense in that area. The answer, by the way, is very few of them. Luca, this is generally where he's been going. I don't like him there, but that's where he's going. Zion, a little bit early. Capella, this is earlier than most places. Paul George, a little bit later, etc., etc. Almost none of these guys is where they're actually going in most nine-category drafts. Almost none. Luca's like the only one on that list. So it actually makes more sense for us to kind of make the quick hitter version, which is let's find names that are way out of place or completely in place as we scan the list. I might give you the names. I might rapid-fire them off like I just did. But as we then go through, I'm not going to talk about all 10 of those guys individually. 
I'm going to say, here's the 10, 21 to 30, like I just did. And in that case, in that instance, and this is a bad example, but it's the one I picked, one out of those 10 guys, I could say, this guy belongs where <laughs> here where he is. But I could probably, you know, Tobias Harris is not that far off. The, the problem with these ESPN ranks, and I'm getting sidetracked. I want to get Aaron on the show here and, and do this part later. The problem with these ESPN ranks is they're nowhere near where guys are actually going in nine-category drafts. It's not close. So you either have to break down every single name, or you have to pick your favorites. And I don't know that there's a right or a wrong way to do it. In any event, you've waited long enough. As promised, the sleepiest hoopball founder I could possibly locate. I don't know who the other ones might be. Aaron Bruski. How are you, Big Daddy? As you said, I'm sleepy, Dan. <laughs> yeah. So this that, that, that would be a good nickname for your counterpart, Sleepy Dan. Sleepy Dan. I have there's a time honored tradition here on Fantasy NBA Today to get fantasy analysts on the show uh, right after they have newborns. I did it with Jonas. I obviously did it myself. And now it is your turn to hop into the frying pan and try to make sense for 15 minutes. You think you got... I, I'm I'm setting the over-under at about six and a half minutes before the brain turns to total mush. How are you doing over there? <laughs> you know, I'm doing okay, Dan. I, I'm used to it now, so that helps. And, uh, you know, I've done this in the past. I actually, probably about four years ago, I was getting like two, three hours of sleep covering the Sacramento Kings. And, um, you know, this is back when they were moving and all that stuff. And still doing the heavy workload with the fantasy, you know, it would be, you know, September, October with that story. I'd have two things cooking at once. So I've done this with no sleep a few times. Um, the good news is, is I feel extraordinarily good about almost everything that's going on with uh, the ranks, the website, the draft guide and everything in there. So I kind of it's I don't want to say everything's cool because I just literally <laughs> held my newborn for four hours as he wailed into my ear. <laughs> And by the last one, I was like, okay, buddy, that was the one that did it. <laughs> <laughs> you and I were talking right before I hit record that you've gone into the, what, what's the, the animated, the GIF, or is it GIF? It doesn't matter. G-I-F is how you spell it. I'm not even going to pronounce the word. What's the, the Hello Darkness one? Who's in that? That's the Ben um, Affleck when oh. promoting the, the Batman movie. <laughs> right, of course. Yeah, that's, that's what you were saying you're at right now. Just sort of staring, somewhat sad content yeah but you can't acceptance. get sad or mad or no. you know anything it just is what it is he's hungry he's got to take a crap or you know <laughs> usually one I of those act. two things or he's, or he's already taken the crap oh and, yeah that's a good one um that's uh you have a little bit longer on that i will say that things th there's there's a uh the pivot point for me was when asher's eyes actually started to focus because you know when they're that young they're just like bleary and cross-eyed and whatever and they're like looking off into the distance and nothing is right uh when they can actually look at you that does make a really big difference but congratulations we haven't been able to do that on I don't know air if that's helping my outlook dan it's not it'll be soon it'll be soon it's not too far away i didn't get to give you a congrats on air though i think we all we all want to do it myself everybody at hoopa all the listeners congrats man you're a dad now Thank you. It's, it is the best feeling in the world. Um, it's just so crazy to have something just so life changing. You know, it's going to be life changing. I mean, everybody says that they prep you for all of this stuff, your friends, family, people on the Internet, you know, <laughs> but then it happens and you're just in it and you're like, whoa, it exceeded every single expectation that mm -hmm. I've had. So you got no complaints from this guy over here. And and you guys, and I, when I say you guys, I mean like all of the contributors at Hoopball 
have made this possible. Like everybody's done such a great job that I can actually sit here and sort of bounce around the guardrails doing what I normally <laughs> have to do. Um, you know, the heavy lift of the Brewski 150. Thank God we started that like pretty much the first day the season ended. Mm-hmm. And we went and we like in everything that we've done here, draft guide, et cetera, we just have started so early and God, we got things done faster than last year in many ways. So kind of had um, to. It's been, yeah, it was like a blessing in disguise from a time perspective because you're so focused on getting things done that we just rocked it. So uh, I've been feeling pretty good about this year. And uh, it's because you guys have put me into that position to be able to do that. So it's been fun. Well, you know and, what I and, don't and feel it, good about? Sorry to jump in. Eric Bledsoe breaking a rib. That makes me it, sad. Yeah, yeah. That's... um. I haven't checked the news yet this morning. So yeah, uh, is there happened. anything else that's happened <laughs> since <laughs> I, I put the baby to sleep last night? Uh, when you say last night, you mean probably like six in the morning, right? So no. That was exactly the time. <laughs> yeah, no, that was the big one. <laughs> Two to three weeks is the timetable. But, you know, he nah, was it. nothing. Yeah, but you know how these things linger. You know how these things linger. I'm just well, sad Well, I today. also know that you're very risk averse, Dan, especially in the first four rounds. Ah, uh, you yes, you've heard. <laughs> so you've heard. <laughs> Word is spread. Yeah. Okay. Whereas well, I'm taking players in certain drafts. I've been right now. I've taken Paul George. I'll probably take Kawhi Leonard. You know, I'm just like, give me all the risk that I can get. Um yeah, but you but have to. But I also to, know though. in those particular leagues, not to toot my own horn, I could make like five mistakes. I'll be fine. <laughs> but and then in a lot of the leagues where you're taking these risks too, uh, they're ones where you you have to. You're in these ringer leagues where everybody well, knows everything. Those are a different story. Those haven't happened yet. <clears throat> ah, these are okay. these are um, the the little fishy leagues. <laughs> <laughs> How do you even have this many going right now with a newborn? You're a madman. You no, know, I've been these ones. I, I'm a fan of the slow draft, man. It's oh, to me, yeah, if you it. can get a slow draft situation going on, and especially if you can get in as many leagues as possible that are like draft master type leagues, you know, where, where you don't have to do transactions throughout the year, bring it on, you know? Let's, oh, yeah. What do they call those? Best ball? Am I getting that lingo right? You know, I think that is the lingo. Um, where I where I play for those is draft masters is the name. But uh, yeah, no, anything that doesn't have a lot of transactions into it, you know, that's something I'd be interested in playing. Do you, Brew, do you do any uh, normal snake, like 90 second drafts? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, good. Those are so much yeah. fun. I love the stress of those. I'm, I'm in a bunch of slow drafts right now, and I'm, I kind of miss the like 75 minutes of insanity where everything can go right or you can just destroy your whole team in one move. You know, might as well. I think it was uh, Rubens was in a 30-second draft. Oh, that's crazy. That's great. I mean, that's a great way to sort out the the, the real from the pretenders. Um, you better yeah, have a Anything Q. that ups the challenge level. But slow drafts are just nice because then I can have more leagues. And, you know, I have cut down a bunch of leagues this year. I'll probably be low single digits. Whereas I'm usually kind of like mid um, you know, like mid-teens. Teens, yeah. I remember you were, you were telling me that, and I was like, you know how you could find some more time for your life. <laughs> it's funny, though. You don't... It, this is probably too deep, but like, it doesn't shave that much time off. Um, unless it's a, if it's a transactions league. I, I, I am pretty anti, you know, heavy transactions leagues, and that puts me at odds with a lot of fantasy players because a lot of fantasy players will play in like one, <clears throat> pardon me, two leagues, and... Um, you know, that's great if you want to kind of just pour all of your time and energy into one league, um, you know, by all means, then have it be, 
you know, heavily, you know, transactional. Um, but otherwise now I, I, I want to have weekly once per week and preferably once per week waiver wire pickups as well. Just do mm. it all at once. Yeah, you're a weekly league guy. I know that about you. I'm I'm more of the daily league guy because I'm way too much of an itchy trigger finger to wait a week on anything. I can't. I can't. That's the weird thing between you and me too. So you won't take a risk in the first four rounds, but you love oh, turning yeah. and burning on I'm the waiver burn, wire. I'm burning, man. I and I'll sit there and I'll I'll hold. Yeah, you'll 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 just squat on that egg for four, for four months. It's gonna hatch, baby. Bruce Until got three years later, it becomes Rashawn Holmes in Sacramento. No. <laughs> That's basically what you've been sitting on a Rashawn Holmes egg since 2017. At this point, oh god, it's poor guy's problem. No, you know it's funny though, and might as well talk about this because it's fantasy related. Yep. Um, he is. He looks so much better than almost like anybody else on the court. I don't know how they're gonna take him off the court. Now I know that they got major issues there. You know, they got Harry Giles. They they probably are probably looking at and saying, you know what? We don't really want to deal with this that much anymore. Um, he's got upside. He's got talent. But, um, you know, Rashawn's going out there. He's covering two players on each defensive play, giving them good offense, you know. Yeah, he's pick and roll D. Even in Phoenix, Rashawn's pick and roll D was X. Ex- well, anyway, listen, we're... You Where and would I you like do, to go, Dan? Yeah, I was going to say, you and I could do a whole show on Rashawn Holmes. Just follow but... my Twitter feed. You'll get all the Rashawn Holmes info you want. There you go. At Aaron Bruski on Twitter. It's pretty easy to find. I love it when folks have their name as their Twitter handle. It makes my life super easy. Uh, at Aaron Bruski, B-R-U-S-K-I. You're probably following him already, but on the off chance you're not, that is where you can find the big man. I got a few things on my list for today. Uh, one thing is, you you know, we were, we were talking about weekly versus daily league, so I thought it was worth announcing here while you're on the show uh, that we have uh, two of our most important, our most critical premium shows locked up with uh, weekly lineups. That's on Mondays. Once the season gets going, everybody, we will have a weekly lineup premium show for full season premium members. I'll tell you who to start in your weekly leagues. That's on Mondays. And a waiver wire show on Sundays for weekly pickups and drops. So I thought that was a nice little segue from what you were talking about. The great Ethan Noroff and Eric Ong are going to be co-hosting the waiver wire show. That's going to be amazing this year. Uh, Aaron, That's an amazing combo, by the way. Isn't it? Incredible. I, I mean, I've, I've worked with both of those guys in some capacity for the last 10 years. You're not finding too many players out there who know more than those guys no and fan i mean just outstanding personalities and brilliant fantasy minds and then of course the monday weekly show brew you me uh and our good buddy brandon marcus we're going to be taking care of that one so that is in good hands you can get the premium membership as part of the pro package or just game time premium over at hoopball I said we were going to give out a coupon code on today's show. Uh, the coupon code is BREW, by the way, this year. We made it easier, just BRU. I also told the listeners that I was going to see if I could push you into making it a $4 coupon instead of 3 Can I push you into it? I was already going to bitch at you for making it 3 <laughs> I got you on the hook now. My God, Dan. I know. I got to be that. I'm a man of the people, Brew. We're leading a revolution. What are you doing to the bottom line here at Hoopball? <laughs> Shaving a buck. Have off. a meeting or something. Do something about this. I'm yeah, doing no. it. Okay, but now that you put me on the spot, everybody take my money. Yeah, there we go. Take my money. See, that's what I do. I get you live on the show and then I ask for things. <laughs> it's very hard to say no when you know you're being recorded. <laughs> Okay, so this is kind of what Dan does. <laughs> this is his shtick. This is my move. 
<laughs> he, he's just got the one move. He just keeps going back to it. Yep. I, the, I was the, recording the my wife from uh, Knocked Up. You know, record the wife when you're asking someone to marry you. What's she going to do? Say no? Nope. That's how you I know what. But that's funny because that happens all the time yeah, on does, Twitter. Actually. And then there's one writer who's like, he's going to be crying in the parking lot. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That has failed in the past. All right, so the code is BREW, B-R-U, for $4 off any of the items over at HoopBall. I uh, mentioned the premium membership. Okay, if they're going to use that coupon, they better give you a five-star review. Damn right they better. Drop a five-star review on this bad boy. You're welcome for the $4 coupon. So that was the Game Time Premium, by the way. You can also get that together with the draft guide. That's called the Pro Package. Or you mentioned the B-150 a moment ago. I want to do a little bit of a promo for that after we do a little bit of fantasy talk, but that is available at HoopBall as well. You can get four bucks off of that with the code BREW also. Before we do that, I, I wanted, this was a segment you and I did last year around this same time, and it was called Most Hype versus Post Hype. I need a theme song for that. Most Hype versus Post Hype. Uh, I don't know, man. People love their, their buzzy words, sleepers, whatever. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, I'm just thinking there's a lot of guys that are hyped. And there's a lot of guys that are post-hype. And last year, we went through a couple of them. <laughs> okay, so post-hype means that they're going to be good next year. Is uh, that right? Well, so but let's That's say how that, we've always used it in the past. Yeah, so let's say that these are now the post-hype guys, meaning that they were hyped last year, and they crashed and burned, but they're maybe making a little bit of resurgence. It, it, I only went that way because it rhymed. In actuality, this segment is just... Who's a guy you think is being wildly overdrafted and who's a guy you think is being wildly underdrafted? I don't know how you're going to fit that into a theme song, but right? I welcome you to try. Thank you. I, I made hey, it wrong. Could somebody make a theme song with what the name of this segment is? Yeah, which... the name the name of the segment is who's the most overdrafted and who's the most underdrafted. <laughs> da, 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 da. It was easier when I called it most type and post type, but that's harder to understand. Let's just call it that, even though it makes no sense. Yeah, most type versus right. post type. Uh, where do you want to start? Somebody who's being wildly overdrafted or someone who is maybe a distressed asset, someone who failed last year that's looking at a little bit of a bounce back, someone being underdrafted? Ooh, you know, there's all sorts of fun examples. So you, you just surprise me because, I, I mean, there's I'm, when I look at my list in relation to... So basically, at the end of it all, I kind of want to know, well, what's everybody else saying, you know? So I can kind of know what my strategy would be going into drafts and all that. So looking at it, I mean, it is a function of the player movement throughout the the course of the summer. Man, there's just stuff all over the board. You know, mm -hmm. almost everything on my list is different than everybody else's lists for the most part. So, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, hit, hit me with a name and I'll tell you. Okay, let's let's start with a an overhyped guy. Because I feel like this is... This is sort of the theme of this podcast, and I don't, I don't want to veer away from it now this late in the stage, is I've been trying to tell people they are overcomplicating their lives. Um, and so a lot of guys are just getting insane amounts of hype. Where has the hype train brew gone too far? Is that an easier way to break it down? Um, where's the hype train gone too far? I mean, I actually kind of feel like the hype train's been semi-reasonable this year. Hmm, interesting. Like, yeah, no, I mean, in past years, it's some, It's been kind of, I don't want to say irritating, that's too much, but like, you just see it and you're like, wow, that's, you know, if there was value there, which there probably isn't, you just completely milked all the value out of it. 
And now you've left your your potential owners here with a, a real predicament. If they get the the asset, they get them at sort of like what that ceiling would be for that asset. And there's no room for any risk or downside. So you kind of just go, what are what is everybody doing here? Um, as I look at this list, I just don't see the irresponsible plays that we've seen in the past. Mm. So to that end, you know, I mean, I've, I've been saying this for a while. The fantasy industry continues to get better. Um, you know, the competition at the top, it's, it's pretty intense. You know, you got to kind of just like in the real thing, you got to kind of reinvent every single year and, and keep adding to the toolbox and just keep getting better and better and better. Cause, uh, you know, people are catching up, but I, whew, man, Okay, um, I'll give you one. I'll give, give you one. Give, give me one, and I'll probably tell you nine. Not overhyped. Nine category is this question right now. This is a nine cat question. Is Trey should Trey Young be going late second round in nine category? No. Okay, so I'm not. The, crazy. Only, the only reason that that you do that is because you're punting, but then that's effectively an eight category uh, question there. He is going to be, and you know, my Trey Young of Al, just kind of in general, um, he's been better than I thought he'd be. Now, he hasn't been tested on defense, and you know, I think Atlanta might have one of the crazier home court advantages in the NBA because not only does no, nobody get up for them, you know, the, the strip clubs of Atlanta are, are there and they're the notorious. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think he snuck up on a lot of people last year. That said, with respect to the way the game is officiated, you know, I think there's going to be some pushback on these ticky-tack fouls that James Harden's known for. But Trey Young is a, maybe kind of, I don't know, what the, you would not say, say um, speak nicely of a player at, on, on, on the, the blacktop playing the style that Harden or Trey Young play. It's, it's a little um, sneaky, for lack of a better term. And with the way the game's officiated, you might see some clawbacks there where they try to reel that stuff in a little bit early this year. Hmm. Um, that would affect his game. Because um, he's got guys off balance in just kind of every which way out 30 feet from the perimeter where, you know, people are worried about touch fouls now. He's, he's been able to exploit that. If, if Atlanta gets any good, and I don't know that they will this year, um, teams will start getting up for them and then he might come back to earth a little bit. Right now it's just Trey Young and go roll the ball out there, run up and down as fast as you can, and you get to basically handle on every possession. And he's done a great job with it. Um, and, he, and he's done better defensively than I thought he would, too. So, uh, eight cat, yeah, you know, draft him as high, you know, I'll throw it out there. I got him at 20. Mm. Um, but, but nine cat, no, no, that's, that's too much name value. It is overhyped, Dan. It's overhyped. Okay. I got two more guards for you that I want it because I've been calling them overhyped and, and I'm wondering if we're on the same page with this. And that, and again, this is nine cat, and that's Luca and D'Lo. Doncic and D'Angelo Russell. Those guys are going pretty damn early this year. Luca in nine cat is going around 20. And D'Angelo Russell, I believe, is going around 35 or 40. Isn't that pretty early for these guys? Um, it's not overly early in the sense that like Luca's gonna be a great player. Like he he really is in his second year, you know, especially if he gets anything with physicality figured out. I mean, he's fat in his rookie year. So <laughs> like I mean, but for him, it doesn't matter. He's got the height. He's got command with both hands. So he can just kind of go anywhere on the chessboard that he wants to go. And I think why he's going as high is because you're adding Porzingis to the mix. And there's this sort of wonder like, okay, these two guys, their their height advantage alone makes them sort of uncoverable. You know, if you kick the ball out to Porzingis and he's now flirting with a step back three as well. 
you can't block a seven footer shot that easily. It's kind of the Brooke Lopez thing as well. So, um, the numbers for nine cat are obviously way too high. I mean, he might average, you know, three and a half turnovers per game easy. And that would knock him back probably about 10 to 20 ranks, you know, in, in the measurement of things. So, uh, it's an overhype situation. I think didn't doc take him first in, in their draft over at Roto world. Uh, I don't know. Like actually. in the first round, like and so that kind of pressure is building out there in the marketplace for him. Hmm. Um, I can't do it. I, 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 you're not going to get less than say like fourth round value out of him though. So that then, gives him a really nice floor. And who was the other guy before I wandered off? <laughs> D'Angelo Russell was the other one. He looked like crap the other night. Um, but I'm, so I've been a known hater, uh, for about three years now. Hey, 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 hey. And uh, he, I think he's going to do so well in Golden State. Like, if there was ever a player that needed to go to Golden State, it's kind of him. So um, his talent is going to carry him through whatever kind of brain farts he's going to have. Um, he just looks slow. He, he, you know, when you put him in a position where he can't be just sort of in charge at all times, you know, when he's in charge at all times, he can kind of have some wiggle room to do some stupid stuff, but then also get into a rhythm. His three point slash floater game is really just deadly. That's why he has the efficiency numbers that you see. Um, But in that offense, being kind of a third wheel, not having played with them much and then just looking slow. You know, those those things have all added up, but he's going to have such a great position there. I mean, theoretically, if anything happened to Steph, he would be a primary ball handler on, on almost every possession. He's going to benefit from the corporate knowledge that they have there. He's going to get certain things worked out about how to play the game. It's going to be good for him. And so I'm not calling him overhyped. I think he's perfectly rated for the most part. Do you see a trend developing on in this fashion in, in, in nine cat in particular where point guards are going extra early this season or, or is it just sort of, is it a blend? Because the other half of this question, the, 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 the hype versus whatever I decided to call this dumb segment, uh, is that there are guys like Eric Bledsoe who obviously just got hurt and Kyle Lowry and Mike Conley, who are sort of like the old, not so shiny point guards, but they're going, a couple rounds later than they finished even last year. So wh- why is that happening? Why are those guys going later? Yeah, Probably. I mean, just age? Yeah, it's, I think there's a certain fatigue. In fact, there are a ton, a ton of old D-bombs yeah. sitting out there this year. This is the year, year of the D-bomb. I'm shocked you just changed your whole marketing strategy. This is your year, man. I know. I'll bring the D-bombs back because I can't call them the OFUCs because I want to be able to say it on a podcast at some point. <laughs> oh oh <laughs> now that's like a mike Myers skit from yeah uh, it really Boston is Powers. it really is <laughs> so um point guards to me they they are always overdrafted they're um you know but then you have do have to have a counter strategy if you're going to be either punting assists or um you know trying to find your assists elsewhere is the strategy that a lot of people will take um and that's, I think it'll just be the way that it is. They, they've got the ball in their hands. They're always in highlights. You know, they're, they're always like really talented. You know, the 30th best point guard in the league is really damn good. So I think they're always going to be that pressure 
uh, to, to draft those guys. And yeah, I mean, that middle tier, you know, uh, point guard grouping of all your old guys, Kyle Lowry, you know, um, Mike Conley, you know, that they're, I guess, value plays, but you know, I, not there exciting. Are, there are top 15, 20 guys straight up in the third, fourth and fifth rounds. So. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> this thing's totally nuts. It's like for me to, to take one of those. And that's kind of always my predicament in these drafts is there's like a fourth round guy that's, you know, let's go like Jason Tatum. Like, how is that guy not going to return fourth round value? Or you could take what's in the box. <laughs> <laughs> it could even be a boat. I'll take the box. <laughs> I'll take no, the uh... box. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Perfect. Okay. I feel I feel satisfied. Here's another thing I wanted to cover. I know we got to get you out of here because you're half asleep already and we're well over you the... Can't ask. I, uh, let's go a little longer, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going quick now. Um, All right. B-150. Available at Hoopball in the draft guide. Um, I mean, it's... You've you've been hinting at it throughout this segment. Uh, it's just going to. I mean, you're gonna do, you're gonna destroy every right. every league that's not like the ultimate powerhouse league, and even in those, you're gonna be set up in good position. Well, basically, in all the ringer leagues now, it's like nine out of twelve guys will have bought this. <laughs> So it's you now you got to say that like, you got to zag when they expect you to zig. Like, uh, it's I mean it is what it is, and then it becomes a draft strategy thing. And I like to think that they will like fade me sometimes, but like when I'm drafting, and then like three B one fifty guys go in front of me, and three B one fifty guys go after me. It is really frustrating. I'm not gonna lie, but you know it is what it is. I've always wanted to make sure that everybody has the list that I use going into these leagues. Um, but yeah, no, it, I haven't. It probably, I want to say like three years ago, I, I can't recall where I looked at the the list and sort of looked at the marketplace and was like, wow, you know, we're going to boat race everybody. And we did. Um, that's what this year is all about. I, there's so much on the board, whatever you, if you could start your draft with one strategy, have the unfortunate, everybody has the B150 or something, and then just go to the next, you know, rank down and you're going to have a guy there. It's, uh, <laughs> it's nice. And, um, so yeah, no, we're, we're, we're ready to have a good year. And, um, it's, it's the player movement. It's, it's, if you could shake up the board more, you know, we're going to just have better results. That is available inside the draft guide at Hoopball. And again, you can use the coupon code brew, which will get you $4 off any of these items. Get the pro package, combine that with the, uh, the full season pass game time premium. You can get those bad boys together. The other thing I wanted to mention brew here is, uh, I believe you have an announcement related to a Hoopball newsletter, right? Well, Dan, you're just making me talk about everything today. Yep, <clears> and then <throat> I'm letting I you off the hook for a, a bit. Hack of a lung over here. Mm, um, yeah, delicious. no, it's... Uh, so we've been trying to figure out ways to sort of kind of put my content into the website, and um, the, the email newsletter was just like a really natural fit. We've seen it done with like Mark Stein uh, with the New York Times, Tom Ziller's doing one for SB Nation, and... It's just a nice thing, you know, like you want a way to kind of have some continuity with the readers. And so, um, you know, I started in this industry writing kind of daily doses over at Roto World. And then I've written them here, our, our version of the Daily Dish. So, you know, so much separation of the two names there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really thought about that one long, long yeah. and hard. Uh, Golf clap. 
I know, right? Um, but so those are, you know, when I sit down to write them, it's, you know, those are like 6,000 word docs. So, um, you know, that currently is not sustainable because our growth is really something that I just have to kind of shepherd at this point. There's so much going on. And we're, um, we're in that pivot point where, you know, we're going to probably become corporate sellouts and, you know, mm-hmm. change our hair. Change, change everything we do in life. Now I just it's, want free free stuff from all of our sponsors. That's all I want. Well, <laughs> it depends on the sponsor, right? <laughs> it doesn't depend on the sponsor. <laughs> what could um, go wrong? So we've we've had some interesting sponsor pitches here. Um, so yeah, no, I, but what the the email newsletter will allow me to do is get some of my thoughts on a day to day, weekly basis into a format that's a little less like when, when writing the dish or a, br- a brewski breakdown, it is a behemoth that literally takes from 10 PM to 6 AM to write. And there's no way I can do that also and run the company. So uh, email newsletter just kind of popped up. It was a great idea. So I can start delivering the nuggets to, to the readers and, and getting them kind of that in season stuff that I've always done in the past. And, uh, so I'm excited about it. Yeah. I, I don't know what it's going to be. I don't, I don't know how it's going to go as far as format. I, I don't know if you can even send a big old, because like I'm really going to stop writing long stuff. He says. Can I send a 2,500 word email? <laughs> he says, believing full well that he's actually going to stop doing it. Delusional. <laughs> I, I, I have a pinched nerve in my neck as well right now. I can barely type, but <laughs> I will type out 2,500 words because you know what? People need to know this stuff. Damn Dan. right they do. Um, if you want to get on this newsletter, which is just ready to begin, hit us up on Twitter at Dan Vespers, at Aaron Bruski. We've got the link out right now. There's a page where you can just plug your email address and first name in and it'll get you on the list. So follow at Aaron Bruski, at Dan Vespers, at Hoopball Fantasy. The newsletter begins. This is this is really exciting. Exclusive email only content from the Aaron. Yeah, it's Bruschi. not going up on the website. Nope. You were trying to talk me into that last night, Dan, and no. Uh, it's not well, going I was, on the website. It's for the email listeners. That's right. I, I got, that doesn't even make sense, but it's for them. I the email listener. You can have a speech to text or a text to speech or whatever. I don't know what it is. Anyway, it's email only. You can't get it anywhere else. Sign up for the newsletter. Aaron, please, Lord, uh, I know you're going to say no to this, but go take a nap. No. Yeah, I knew you were going to happen. <laughs> Thanks, AB. We'll talk to you soon. All right. The venerable, the tired, the wonderful, the very tired, Aaron Bruski. At Aaron Bruski on Twitter. Let's let him get back to trying to do a thousand things on very little sleep the magic of brand new parenthood what a time what a time here's what i will say to all of you guys it's a damn good thing he got all the projections done before the kid was born because if it was after well they probably wouldn't have gotten done (laughs) that's the way that goes man i remember it well my what i what i always say is right after we had our kid I made a list every day of three things. That's a very small number, by the way. Three things I wanted to get done on any given day. And then I try to get one of them done. <laughs> now, I mean, you know, kids in preschool, we've got grandmas and nannies and stuff like that. Now I've got like 25 things I'm trying to get done on any given day. And I hope to get all 25 of them done. But those first couple of months, three things on the list. Try to get one of them done. The next day, you make a new list of three that almost always has two of the things from the previous day. 
Shout out our buddies at mybookie.ag. Aaron Bruski, who we just spoke to, is a patron of mybookie.ag. He's opened up an account. Why haven't you? The NBA season is just 11 days away. We will be placing wagers almost every single day of the season, and we have futures wagers ready to roll. There's all sorts of stuff going on, so join us in our weird adventure this year as we try to turn a profit on the betting side. I believe that we will. Alongside, of course, turning a profit on the fantasy side. MyBookie.ag is the website. They are the best because they care. I wouldn't tell you to go use them if they weren't the best. It's actually a rule we have over here at Hoopball. We don't promote things that we don't actually like ourselves. Simple rule, right? But most folks don't follow it. We do. We are picky. (laughs) Just ask the folks that work with us. We are extremely picky. We do not promote things if we don't like them. And MyBookie falls into that department. So head there now. MyBookie.ag. Use promo code TODAY. T-O-D-A-Y. When you open up your account and they will match your first deposit up to $1,000. Also, by the way, a quick uh, note here in the middle of the program. Actually, a lot of you probably fast-forward through my ad reads, and this is important, so I don't want you to skip this thing. So I'll throw it in in a few seconds here. Here's what we're going to do from this point towards the end of the show. We are looking at the ESPN rankings. We are going to rattle off 10 names at a time, and we are going to tell you the names and how far roughly they are from where they're actually going. That's the most helpful thing we can do. And if you're in an ESPN league, you have to figure out a little bit what the other people in your league are doing. Are they going to be following these wackadoo rankings, or are they going to be building off of their own stuff? I've got to believe and I'm not in any ESPN leagues because I hate their user interface. I can't stand the way it looks on my computer or my phone. I hate their rankings. I hate the way it looks trying to pull up stats. I hate the ad drop situation. I don't like it. But they're a very big website. We understand that. And so that's why we're covering this stuff. I would say all of you should move away. I think Yahoo actually has the best interface not the best commissioner tools, but the best interface. Fantrax has excellent commissioner tools. We do a lot of stuff with them as well. Our hoop ball leagues are over there. But that's neither here nor there. The reason it's almost impossible to break down all of these ESPN rankings is that almost none of them are right. What they've done is they've rolled in all of their projections into one weird hybrid, like a mecha ranking. But the problem is... It's like it sort of melted. Uh, You remember the end of Terminator 2, where the T-1000 finally gets blown to smithereens, and he sort of comes back together with pieces in the wrong spot? Like, there was that really cool scene, especially for the, the early 90s, where he melts down into a puddle... And then, you know, he he liquefies and he builds back up into the T-1000 again. Uh, Shout out Robert Patrick. But then there's that part of the end where finally Arnold has the upper hand and the T-1000 is freaking out. You know, somehow he blows the, the computer chip out of whack and like the arm is on the head and he's this big folded over weird creature and he can't turn himself into all the different stabbing and shooting implements that he could earlier in the movie. That, to me, is what the ESPN rankings are. It's like somebody took a real ranking board of an 8-cat league and a 9-cat league and a points league and just blew them all up 
and then melted them down and poured them all into the same bucket and then tried to just cool that weird melted amalgam bucket into a new creature. And here is this hideous monstrosity. Oh, God, a science experiment gone totally wrong. Your ESPN draft window, ladies and gentlemen. We, again, we covered the top 20 on yesterday's show, but whatever. Let's rapid fire this one more time. 1 through 10. Uh, Giannis, Cat, AD, fine. Jokic at 4. Harden at 5. LeBron at 6. Steph at 7. Drummond 8. Ben Simmons 9. And Pascal Siakam at 10. You guys know. I don't have to tell you which of those names are out of whack. I don't know if your ESPN league mates are going to draft in this order. If they do, you're going to boat race them this year. If you're in an 8 or a 9 cat league. If you're in a points league, you know, it's a little bit of a better competition, I guess, uh, based on these numbers. But my job here is not necessarily to know how people are actually going to draft in your specific ESPN league. But I will tell you that if you're in a 9 cat league, ignore these numbers. Jokic is going too early. LeBron, too early. Drummond, too early. Simmons, Siakam, all too early. Steph and Harden, too late. The next chunk. Gobert, Beal, Embiid, Lillard, Vooch, Ayton, Westbrook, Collins, Randall, and Aldridge. Gobert and Beal are fine. Embiid, fine. Lillard, a little late. Vooch, fine. Ayton, a little early. Not crazy. Westbrook, fine. Collins, too early. Randall, way too early. And LaMarcus Aldridge, Believe it or not, probably where he's going to end up, but it wipes out all of his value. So that was yesterday. I already did part of this earlier in today's program, but 21 through 30, uh, Doncic, Zion, Clint Capella, Paul George, Jonas Valanciunas, DeMar DeRozan, Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, Montrez Harrell, and Tobias Harris. This is where Luka's going. I don't know if that's necessarily where he's going to finish, but that's where he's going. Zion, a little too early. Capella, honestly, this is one of those spots where this is where I thought he was going to go in a Yahoo league. And ESPN has him more where closer to where he finished last year. So interesting note there. He's a guy that's falling to me in lots of Yahoo drafts, but apparently not so much in ESPN. So you can take him off your target list over there. Paul George at 24. This is late. I mean, this is a guy that could be a top five dude once he starts playing. At 24, he's a great value. Jonas Valanciunas, uh, what? 25? Do not spend your 25th pick on JV. DeMar DeRozan, this is too early for him at 26. Kyrie, this is late. Very late. Incredible steal for Kyrie Irving if you're getting him at the beginning of the third round. Same deal for Jimmy Butler. Super early on Montrez Harrell at 29. And Tobias Harris, this is fine, honestly. But he's one of the guys that I like to let fall to me in standard Yahoo leagues because he's going later in those probably because those have a lot of 8-cat and 9-cat blended together. Although, I can't sell you on the points league part of this one. This is a 9-cat ranking for him. I mean, this is the weirdest monster you ever put together, this ranking list. Drew Holiday at 31. This is way late. De'Aaron Fox at 32. That basically parallels where he's going in Yahoo Leagues. Kawhi Leonard at 33. I have to pause on that one. Because it's stupid. 33? And I know what you're saying. Well, what if he misses a bunch of games? Guys, Kawhi Leonard was number seven on a per-game basis last year. 
He played only 60 games. He missed 22 games due to load management and whatever other what have you is going on. And he was number 18 in 60 games. You have a chance to get Kawhi Leonard in the third round in your ESPN league. I mean, if you let him fall, I've said before, I've been sweetening on him. When I started draft season, I thought, I might take him as early as 15. And now I'm up to like 13 with him. And he's going near 33. Look out. Terry Rozier at 34. Obviously, somebody's punting field goal percent at ESPN. So, no. Jason Tatum at 35. This is too high for him because he should be less hypey, but apparently not at ESPN. Ennis Cantor at 36. I mean, really, what do we have to do with this place? That's mind-bogglingly bad. There's no way he gets to that mark. Draymond Green at 37, I'm fine with that. Blake Griffin at 38, this is after he'd been adjusted down from 24, and it's not enough. Here's an interesting one. Trey Young, 39 on ESPN. This really, this is the one where I got to stop and go, all right, ESPN, maybe you got your act together for a player or two. Trey Young is going at like 18 in Yahoo leagues. Fine, I get it. You know, if he goes top 40 for an entire season and plays all 82, that gets him pretty close to there, but there is nowhere above that mark for him to go. So ESPN got one right. And then they got one so very wrong. DeAndre Jordan at 40. Get out of here. Donovan Mitchell is at 41, which is actually a reasonable spot for him compared to Yahoo. Thomas Bryant at 42. He was 131. 42, he swung too far the other way. Devin Booker at 43. Buddy Heald at 44. Kevin Love at 45. Steven Adams at 46. Pretty aggressive with him, but again, heavily influenced here by people not turning free throw percent on. He's going to have a big year, though. That's still too early for me. Otto Porter at 47. Mitchell Robinson finally shows up at 48 on ESPN. Adjusted from 106 was their opening number on him. 48 makes a lot of sense. If that's as far as he's fallen there, yeah, you scoop him up in a heartbeat because right behind him is Hassan Whiteside, who, you know, if he has a good free throw shooting year, he could be outstanding because Yusuf Nurkic is gone forever. Uh, But if he shoots 45% at the line again, he's going to kill you. Marvin Bagley at 50. That's too early for him. Lowry Markinen at 51. Kemba Walker at 52, guys. I have to admit, I totally forgot we hadn't even read his name yet. Kemba Walker at 52. He was by totals number 13 last year. Look out, ESPN players. This is is crazy. Jamal Murray at number 53 on ESPN. I mean, we're just rapid-firing our way through this thing. Ricky Rubio at 54. That's too early for him. Middleton, Bledsoe, McCollum. That's a safe run, 55 to 57. They're starting to get few closer here. Demonis Sabonis at 58. They had him at 36 and brought him back to a more reasonable spot, but that's still too early for me. Jaron Jackson Jr. They are low on JJJ at ESPN, so if you want to get Jaron Jackson Jr. in your leagues, you should probably open ESPN leagues. Chris Paul is at 60. I'll have all of that in Roto. D'Angelo Russell at 61. They're doing all right with a couple of these these predictions here. They've really gone D-buzz on a lot of those big names. Derek Favors at 62. Kyle Lowry at 63. 
which, by the way, I love Kyle Lowry, but the fact that he's not really playing yet does make me a tiny bit nervous. Jared Allen at 64 after we saw DeAndre Jordan at 40. Uh, one of these things is not going to be able to hold. Gallo at 65, Conley at 66. This is a whopping misfire because Boyan Bogdanovich is right next to him at 67. Conley's going to destroy Boyan's numbers this year. Al Horford at 68. So now they've got him way down the charts. Lonzo Ball is 69. Dwight Powell is at 70 on ESPN. Do not spend a pick that early on Dwight Powell. Willie Cauley-Stein, 71. I, I mean, no, they have Kevon Looney there, and also Draymond Green's going to be playing center. Malcolm Brogdon, 72. Miles Turner at 73. I mean, I, I just... Lou Williams at 74. Too early. Zach Levine, 75. Serge Ibaka, 76. If Miles Turner's at 73, how do you justify Serge Ibaka at 76? He should be at 130. Dwight Howard is 77. But that tells you all you need to know about how much they care about free throw percent. Mason Plumley, 78. The backup center in Denver? What? Dario Scharch at 79, Marcus Gasol at 80, Kristaps Porzingis way down at 81. That's too low even for someone I'm afraid of. Paul Millsap, who's going to get rested at 82, Jeremy Lamb, 83, Gordon Hayward, 84, Joe Ingles, 85, Kyle Kuzma, 86, Aaron Gordon, 87, Derek White, 88, RJ Barrett, 89, Jeff Teague at 90, so at least that one consistent through the two sites. And the last of the top 100 here, Dwayne Dedman, 91, DeAndre Hunter, 92, Miles Bridges, 93, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 94. ESPN hasn't fully caught on to the hype, although he was 173. I'm assuming that was pre-Russell Westbrook trade. At uh, And Paul George, you, you, you get what I mean, pre-everybody moving. John Morant at 95, uh, Wendell Carter Jr., 96, that's pretty late. Andrew Wiggins, 97. Bam Adebayo at 98. And Al Farouk Aminu, 99. Yeah, you heard that right. Backup power forward in Orlando. And Jordan Clarkson at number 100. You may notice some interesting names did not make it inside the top 100 on ESPN. Larry Nance Jr. at 101. We're going to pick and choose here a little bit. Kelly Oubre at 102. Brooke Lopez at 105. Rob Covington at 110. Jonathan Isaac at 113. Karis Levert at 120. And TJ Warren at 126. Although, you know, it's only probably about 25 slots later than he's over at Yahoo. So what do we take away from this? More than the individual names, is that if you're in an ESPN league, I think the most important thing you can do, and Hank hinted at this on yesterday's show, is really try to understand who the people are you're drafting against. Because if they're using these rankings in any meaningful way, in a nine-category league, you have to totally change from all of the stuff that I've been saying about Yahoo and Fantrax leagues. Because on those, the quiet producers are the ones that tend to fall a little bit. Because people don't pay as close attention to free throw percent, People don't pay as close attention to turnovers. People don't pay as close attention to defensive stats. Yahoo ADPs tend to be pretty heavily built on scoring and the popcorn stats. It appears as though ESPN's numbers are a completely disorganized mess 
where I don't almost at all understand the logic behind a lot of this stuff. However, some of the guys we've been referring to as wildly overdrafted on Yahoo are not on ESPN, and some of the guys we've been talking about as falling way down the chart on Yahoo are not on ESPN. So, conditionally here on today's podcast, the names from that list that don't parallel what we've been talking about on Yahoo and Fantrax up to this point. And I'm going to leave out the ones that are obvious free throw percent punts. So we're going to skip names like Drummond, Simmons, Gobert, LeBron, Russ, even though a couple of those guys are actually in a reasonable spot. Julius Randle, Hassan Whiteside, Montrez Harrell. Don't worry about those guys. Steven Adams, we know why they're high. And it's not because ESPN thinks they're going to have breakout seasons or something like that. Here are the guys on ESPN that, as we go through, struck me, not because of points league's numbers boosting their value, but just because an overall whatever has put them in a much higher tax bracket on ESPN. The number one is Pascal Siakam at number 10. He's way too high of a tax bracket, and clearly it's not because of a points league influence. Julius Randle, I think I've got to give him a note there because it's not all the free throw percent that's got him higher than he should be. You know, he doesn't do much on the defensive end and turnovers as well. He's way too high. Julius Randle is in far too high of a tax bracket right now. Jonas Valanciunas is in too high of a tax bracket. Go explain that one compared to the other two. I love JV, but even at his best in Memphis last year, he was sitting right around top 40. I guess you could say he could go higher, but they're going to actually play guys this season. He had free reign. I love JV. I'd love to get him in the 50s, not in the 20s. Too high a tax bracket. Too high. Terry Rozier, because that one is really more of a field goal percent punt than a free throw percent punt. But you can't really make that argument because he's in front of Trey Young who's also going to have a bad field goal percent and likely to have a much better assist number, probably score more. Neither one of them does much on the defensive end. They're both going to have a ton of turnovers. I don't understand why Terry Rozier is in front of Trey Young, so I am going to give him the wildly overpriced tag and not just because of percentages. Ennis Cantor is in way too high of a tax bracket. 36? I mean, his advantages actually come in the percentage categories. Points and rebounds, and he does nothing else. That's out of control. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, who actually improved his free throw percent, so you can't chalk him up just to a punt number at number 40. Way too high of a tax bracket. And as we start to get past the 50 range, it's hard to make uh, sweeping declarations about this sort of stuff. But I would probably venture to say that Marvin Bagley is in a little bit too high of a tax bracket here because you can't just say it's all free throw, but some of it probably is. So he's a eh, honorary mention. Boyan Bogdanovich, way too high of a tax bracket for a guy who just scores at a decent clip and almost does nothing else. He's both percentages and points, and that's literally all he does. I guess you could make that argument for Gallinari, but he's just better at it. And I would probably argue that 
you know, someone like Adario Saric. But at this point, you're into no man's land, and it's probably not worth breaking down from that point on. So those are the guys to me that are in way too high of a tax bracket. What about the guys? Oh, excuse me, LaMarcus Aldridge, too high of a tax bracket at number 20. Don't draft him there. The reason I love him so much in all of my leagues is that he's going at 40. And he has the potential to finish around 20. But apparently ESPN, they haven't soured on him. Can't believe I jumped over that guy. One of my quiet producers going real high. Centers with percentages. So sexy. He and Jonas Valanciunas, apparently. Uh, What about the guys that are falling on ESPN for whatever strange reason? Steph Curry at 7, which I know is crazy because you're like, ah, it's two spots farther than he should ever fall. But that's a big two spots, guys. If you're getting Steph at 7... That's a team-changing shift in the first round. Damian Lillard at 14 is falling too far. No question he should be higher than that. Paul George at 24, obviously there's an injury concern there, but I'll put him right in the same bucket with a number of guys. Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, and Kawhi Leonard. Everybody's obviously afraid of drafting those guys, but 24, 27, 28, and 33 are so far behind where any of them should be going. Look at last year as a relative example on these particular guys. And we already did it with Kawhi Leonard. I told you in 60 games, he was number 18 last season. Paul George was number two last year in 77 ball games. Even if you take 10 of those away, his per game value was higher than Kawhi Leonard. So let's say he only plays 60 games, just like Kawhi did last year. That would still put him inside the top 18. Which is where we just said Kawhi was. So 24, too late. Kawhi at 33, too late. Kyrie. He was number 14 in 67 games last year. Jimmy Butler, 24 in only 65 games last year. And he's going to have a way better per game number this season. Those guys, way too low of a tax bracket on ESPN. Tobias Harris actually a little bit on the high side. I jumped over that one. Drew Holiday, way too low of a tax bracket. I don't know if they think he's going to be shut down for a month at the end of the year. I don't. I think they're going to be within five or six games of a playoff spot. So that's two weeks of shutdown max. Too low of a tax bracket on Drew Holiday. It's strange, too, because you know some of these names that are falling are not the ones that you'd expect. But anyway, here we are. Uh, Trey Young, this is pretty low a tax bracket for him. Someone that I've been talking about getting overdrafted in most leagues all year over on ESPN. Quite the opposite. Devin Booker, likewise. I would happily take him at 43. You know I don't much care for his game, but at that point, absolutely. Mitchell Robinson at 48. Way too low of a tax bracket on Mitchell. Kemba Walker at 52. That might be the winner of the lowest tax bracket or the worst low tax bracket on ESPN. Of course, you've got the the general falling guys like an Eric Bledsoe, but that parallels Yahoo pretty well as a 50-something pick. Jaron Jackson Jr. at 59. I, I mean, I don't know that this is necessarily too low of a tax bracket. It's where I'd want to get him, but he ain't falling that far. Chris Paul at 60, way too low of a tax bracket. I actually think this is too low for D'Angelo Russell, although, again, another guy that I'm not really targeting in most leagues, but if he's falling this far. Mike Conley, way too low. Way too low. Miles Turner, about 50 picks too low of a tax bracket. 
And this is worth mentioning now once we get into No Man's Land because there are some pretty relevant names that, you know, you could be cruising through your third or fourth round on an ESPN draft, and these guys might still be on the board. Go get them. Don't wait to see if they might fall to 50 or 60. You know a guy like Miles Turner. I mean, his worst-case scenario is top 50. So go get him at 40-something if he's still out there. Don't get cute, see if he'll fall to 60. You can build quite a team this way. Kristaps Porzingis at 81, that's way too low of a tax bracket. And that's probably the most relevant ones, because after you get past that, then you're talking in these kind of post-hypey or young guys like a Shea, uh, the Bridges. Oh, Bam Adebayo at 98, that's a pretty damn low one. That's too low of a tax bracket. Uh, but again, then you talk about like a Larry Nance, Kelly Oubre, who I mentioned a moment ago, Brooke Lopez, way too low of a tax bracket, Rob Covington, so on and so forth. So that's the interesting notes on ESPN. Guys that are way too high, guys that are way too low, and then everybody else is a total mishmash. No one quite exactly where they should be. A couple of guys. A couple of offhand dudes that just happened to fall in the right spot. But as they say, every squirrel and so forth. I didn't want you to skip over... Uh, what I thought was a pretty interesting note in today's podcast because it was next to an advertisement. We're starting a newsletter at HoopBall, um, and it's going to have exclusive content you can't get on the website. So it's a good reason to sign up for it. If you'd like to sign up for the newsletter, I'm going to be tweeting out a link where you can very easily just drop your email address and first name into a form, and we'll get you on the newsletter email list. We'll get you on the HoopBall email stuff. It's going to have exclusive newsletter features, uh, articles from uh, Brewski, who we talked to earlier on today's podcast. Uh, it'll have exclusive features from other writers at HoopBall. Basically, the only way to see these things is to be on the email newsletter. So hunt that down at Dan Bespris. I'll be tweeting about it. Don't you worry. Uh, and I hope you guys will sign up for that as well. Um, obviously, Aaron and I already talked about the B150 and the draft guide, but to go get those with the coupon code given during the Brewski segment, which, of course, you remember last year our coupon code was Haymaker? You guys remember that? Uh, this time we're just going to go with Brew, B-R-U. That's the easy one. We mentioned that earlier in the show as well. Uh, what else we got going on? Please do rate and review the podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Dan Bespris. Follow Aaron at Aaron Brewski. Follow HoopBall on Twitter at HoopBallFantasy. And I think we'll put a pin in it right on that. Um, recruiting call is still going on. You can hit me up if you'd like to contribute here at HoopBall. We're looking for people who can do all sorts of things. So if you got a skill you think we might have some use for, shoot me a line. Next week, we will continue our run-up to the NBA season. By Monday, it'll be eight days away, but you got a weekend. You got a weekend between now and then. Thanks to Aaron for popping on. I know he's hanging on by a thread these days. For Brew, I'm Dan. Have a lovely weekend, everybody. For This is Fantasy NBA Today, Hoopball, Hawaiian Isles Code of Coffee presentation. We will talk to you all on Monday. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.